how I fathom spitting. Uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention, pull out the savage written. This is my aphorisms, plus I got bad intentions. Call it the thirst for more and store Mojave vision. At times I'm on the H that Gandhi kicking. So pour a cup of that life liquid that's ever so omnipresent. Other times I'm on this beat, gon' catch a body mission. Like Sun ain't listening, then we hit him like Sunny listen. But nah, let me call my diction. Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 361. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited. We have a guest today, which is pretty rare. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, but before we get too far into that and get into our guest to talk NBA free agency, the most important question each and every week, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I have a lot to say. First of all, we are uh, we are seeing each other today. Which is, we never see each other, which is weird. It's weird looking at you doing this. This may be the first time I've ever seen you while we record this podcast. <laughs> is it behind the curtains that ruin everything for you? Is it this ruins it. Is our relationship to, to, in trouble? To be, to be completely honest, it ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> It's trouble. I'm concerned. Maybe we turn the, we're canceling turn the videos the, off. Turn every, we can't let this off. be the end. We're done. We're done. It's ruining, it's ruining the matter. Uh, uh, as I mentioned, we're joined today by a good friend of mine who I met on the crazy, terrible world of Twitter, who I've, uh, he's been nice <laughs> enough to have me on his pod. I've had, or he's been on my other pod. Happy to have him here. One of my favorite NBA minds, my favorite NBA podcast host, the Dime podcast host, Josh Rodriguez. Uh, he's a podcast producer, also hosts Any Given Sunday. He's a man of many hats. Uh, you can find him at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore on Twitter. Josh, thank you so much for coming on and chat with us. How you doing tonight? Brandon, Dwayne, thank you for having me on. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing I'm doing well. This is the first year in, I don't know, a century that the Knicks are good. So, you know, <laughs> just, just enjoying it while I can. Just enjoying it while I can. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne, we have a Knicks fan on. You're going to have to be careful. You're going to have to be careful. I will, I will keep my comments about Emmanuel quickly. At a minimum, there will be no Stephen A. No, appearance. we can talk about it. We'll Listen, if there's, if there's one person who's really objective about the Knicks and is not afraid to slander him as a Knicks fan, it's me. I mean, I don't get along with Knicks. <laughs> I don't get along with Knicks say, Here's what I'll say about the Knicks. Already we're off the rails. Already, and I love it. <laughs> here's what I'll say about the Knicks. The Knicks have, for the first time, like you said, in a really long time, have a lot to be excited about. You have right. really good young players. Your salary cap situation is not a disaster. Right. And I, was, I think I texted Brandon the other day, and I was like, the Knicks are in such a good spot. They're competing. They may even be able to get a, a, a five or a six or five seed. Like, they are just destined to do something stupid this summer. Absolutely. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's, it's no, just, there's no doubt it's in my mind. The stars. It's going to happen. It's, it's, it's going to happen. We're going we're gonna to trade, like, our young core for, like, I don't know, maybe an isolation specialist who doesn't really pass the ball or make anybody better and play any defense. Like, I, something like that. <laughs> is Trey Young being rumored to go to the Knicks? Is that... <laughs> like we might, I don't know. That, 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 that sounds familiar. I feel like that's happened before. Like, we had a nice, like, core there, and yeah. we just kind of blew it up for one person and just didn't really do anything after that. Yeah. So. I can't yeah. remember. You know what? It's, at, at least it wasn't somebody that, like, you could have signed that offseason anyway. Like, no, yeah, right, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that, like yeah. he was going to be a free agent. Like, it's he wasn't not like it, it, yeah, he was, it wasn't like it was a guy who had said he wanted to play there, was prepared to sign there, and then you gave right. him all your assets for anyway. Right. That didn't yeah. happen at all. Yeah, it didn't yeah. happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. You know, just, you guys just broke up the first team that we had that was good in a decade or two, and, you know, just, just, just for the hell of it, just to get one guy. Yeah. That ruined well, Josh, it anyway. Josh, if it makes you feel any good, your pain is, is, is not uh, – you're not in alone. I am a lifelong Charlotte Hornets fan, 
So, Ooh. well, yeah, well, congratulations. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> the only yeah. good rookie we've had in 25 years is out for the season. Yeah, the fourth yeah. and fifth seed in the East we representing might, we might on this podcast. Other playoffs. We might see mm-hmm. each other in the playoffs. Oh, that would be, if it's Knicks Hornets, that would be incredible. That'd be very 90s. That would be very 90s. <laughs> yeah, if it ended today, that's how it would be, and I'd be torn. I wouldn't know who to root for. You would root for the Hornets, <laughs> let's be honest. I'd be so sad, regardless, no, regardless of who lost. I'd be sad. I feel like it, I feel like Brandon would root for the Hornets only because I would be texting him twenty five times a day about it. So he, true, would, true. he would have no, he would have no choice. Or he would root for the Knicks and then find that Nick Twitter is unbearable. Oh, and then that's say, the I can't secret. That's the secret I've learned, though, Josh. Every Twitter is unbearable. It's every 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 team's fan base is, is unbearable. I think I think every Twitter can be to- like for instance, they all have personalities. Like they do. Uh-huh. I just learned like you know you're a Blazers fan. Blazers Twitter is like ridiculously optimistic with the with the side of like I hope co- Coach Stotts falls off like a bridge or something. Like there's like there's yeah. a certain section that like just doesn't like yeah. Stotts, but then there's like you know you have a bunch of people who just like love the team. It's all love. Mm-hmm. Lakers Twitter is very arrogant. They're very condescending. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Clippers Twitter is very like doomsday. Like, oh, nothing's ever going to go right. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's, it's, and then you have like player Twitters. Like you have Westbrook Twitter who used to be a part of Thunder Twitter, but then he went to the Rockets, so they went to Rockets Twitter. And now they're <laughs> – yeah, so it's, it's just ev- – everyone has their own personality. I realize that each team has their own like Twitter personality, and, and, and no personality frustrates me more than Nick's Twitter because they are just – just delusional, like just like I can I, I can understand if you're an optimistic optimistic Blazer fan because the Blazers are good, like they're going to be in the yeah. playoffs. They have a team, and we'll talk about it later, like where I think they project. But like you can make the case that the Blazers can make a deep run. The Knicks, like I'm talking, like we're 19 and 43 in 2014, and Nick fans are like, oh, you don't want to see us. What? Come on, son. What? Our young core? Are you serious, son? What? What do you know about this? Frank Milakina, so like, so come on, like we suck, like stop, like it was just delusional. You know my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing about Nick's Twitter, and this is not to pick on Nick's Twitter because every every Twitter fan base, like we said, is awful in some way. Nick's Twitter, any single time any free agent becomes available, whether it's LeBron <laughs> or Kevin Durant or Giannis, Nick's Twitter goes into this "we have a shot to land them" thing, and I I, I, I never understand why. It's, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's because of the arrogance of a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> I and I love the city. I I think New York is the greatest city in the world. I I truly do believe that. But just because I think it's the greatest city in the world doesn't mean that everybody everybody else is going to think that New York's the greatest city in the world. We have this perception that like <laughs> it's New York. Like right. I don't like want to come here. It's okay. the Garden. Who doesn't want to play at the Garden? It's like well, people will play at the Garden if and they'll whip the Knicks ass and then they'll go back to Portland and be a winning franchise. Like we are <laughs> Nick fans are so freaking delusional. Like who doesn't want to wear the Nick uniform? All that history, all history of what we won two championships in the seventies. We haven't done shit since the nineties. Like we're a joke. <laughs> I, I can't stand it. I can't, and I'll tell you where it comes from. I, I, I know this is like not what we had <laughs> as an agenda. I really apologize. No, this is this is our show. This is so the podcast. On, this is yeah, there's do. nothing more of our show than this. So on, I grew up watching the Knicks play on uh, MSG Network, which is the Madison Square Garden Network. And every day, and you would hear like, you know, Knicks fans, they're so smart. Like they know the game so well. So like we're taught this. Like that's something that like is said to us. <laughs> So, like, we grow up thinking, like, oh, yeah, we're the smartest fans in basketball. It's like, how, how, how do you know that the Nick? like, how, how do you even, like, judge that? How do you measure that? Yeah, yeah how do you, you measure that? You hear, that a lot of, you hear people say that all the time about, like, Celtics fans. Like, Celtics yeah, that's fans you. Are you hear smart that, yeah. fans. Like, it's like, how do you, 
and and then you have a conversation with a Nick fan. And it's like, oh, you really have no idea what you're talking about. And that's yeah. and that's that's like the vibe. And that's my experience with Nick Twitter. Where it's like I try to get in a conversation with them. Like like so, you just hate us. So and like oh, we got but like you, and it's just like delusional and just just don't understand anything. You know what I will say though. I will I will say that there is something to the myth of Madison Square Garden. Like if it's a Friday night and. Kobe Bryant has fifty five in the garden. That place is yep. going crazy, well, and it's yeah. it's just it's great drama. I don't know why it just is, and the, it, the like Madison Square Garden is just one of those places. Yeah, and, and, and I'll and I will be the first one to say that there's no other arena in the world like it. I I really do mean that. Like to watch a game, I've never, I can't. It's indescribable. Like that, I will say that, and I don't say that from an arrogant New York perspective. I don't know what it is about the building, but it's just, it's amazing. That's the thing that like that would suck so bad. Like if the Knicks had, like imagine Emmanuel, if if this past year, everything that's happened, we haven't had fans. Emmanuel quickly going nuts in Madison Square Garden, going bananas. That would be, it would be riveting, right? Like even if the team doesn't win a playoff game at all, that would be fun. And if they, if they ever, heaven forbid, they have gotten like Zion or something, they would have ripped that place to the ground. <laughs> it's been ridiculous. It anyway, been- sorry, Brandon. No, this is great. Like I said, I, I like I'm telling you, there's nothing more this podcast than the conversation we just had. Um, the the different Twitter, pers- I think what it is, I think Josh, I think you're right. They all have a percent. I think it's just that it's like it's like driving. Like everyone you meet, no matter where they're from, they always say nobody knows how to drive here. But it's always like a unique blend, right? You know, like yeah. in LA, nobody can merge. You know, in right. in Portland, no, in, in Portland, everybody drives too slow. And in Greensboro and and Charlotte, North Carolina, everybody's slow and drifts in and out of their lanes. Right. Like they, yeah. we call them slow drifters. In here in Tennessee, here so, in Tennessee, no I one think uses that's turn, what like. In Tennessee, no one uses turn signals. They, oh, everywhere you go. Work. I don't think I don't think we know. I don't think people here know that they exist. Oh my goodness, that's the worst. <laughs> okay, so free agency, NBA free yes. agency, it happened. Uh, not not free agency. I wrote that wrong. Trade deadline. <laughs> see, see, I've been writing football. That's what's that's what my problem. Is. I even put it on the show notes. I put NBA. You did. Free agency. It says free. Yeah. I, I laughed at yeah. it when I saw it. I knew what you yeah. meant. This is what I've been doing. I've been writing writing NFL free agency. So NBA trade deadline, it happened. And some big moves thing happened. I think a lot of us thought that maybe it would be a quiet deadline. Uh, but some big things happened. Some big guys didn't go that we thought would move. But the first one I want to talk about is kind of the first one that broke on trade deadline day. Uh, Nikola Vucevic to the Bulls for Wendell Carter, two protected first. Thought that was a pretty good haul for Nikola Vucevic. I mean, it wasn't blowing it out of the water. It wasn't like Drew Holiday, but I thought it was a pretty good haul. Uh, my question to, we'll start with Josh. Does Vucevic make the Bulls a threat to get out of the first round? They're a game and a half out of the eighth right now. Um, so I, I think that it's at least enough to get them into the playoffs. Do you think it's enough to get them out of the first round? Absolutely not. I think this <laughs> trade is completely overblown. I like Vucevic. He's an all-star. He's really good offensively. Um, but I mean, this is a thing. And I said this on Twitter. Everyone was making a big deal about the Orlando Magic players going places, like Aaron Gordon going places, Vucevic going places, and 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 Fournier. And it's like, oh, these people are so valuable. But how valuable are they if the Magic are literally the fourth worst team in the league and haven't been able to get out of the first round for the past five years? Like, these guys are good, sure. Like, they can be pieces and assets, but they're not going to take any team over the top anywhere. They're just not. And um, so I don't I don't think this trade is is going to do anything for the Bulls as far as like taking them to another level. Yeah, they might be a little better. They might be a little, you know, they might solidify themselves more as a playoff team, I guess. But like, I'm not scared of the Bulls. Like, 
No. You, you, you tell me they're gonna they're gonna beat the Bucks in the first round? No. Really? You think they're gonna beat the Nets or the Sixers? Absolutely not. The only chance they have is to get the four or five seed. And even then, I mean, like they don't scare me. They they just don't. I mean, Zach Levine is cool. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's very talented, but he's always someone I just think put up big stats on teams that are bad. And I just I, you can't convince me that the Bulls just put the fear of and God and anybody like it's <laughs> no they have a long way to go uh, before I ask Dwayne about the Orlando side of that what do you think of that core now Josh like moving forward that that marketing and they've got you know the Williams kid that they just drafted Levine and, and Vucevic is that a core that they can build with I guess Kobe White too is that a core they can build with or do you think they'll still be kind of stuck where they are yeah that's a core you want to build a, that, that, that ceiling is second round exit Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't think it's anything special at, at all, especially, you know, in a league where you're building super teams and you're and there's just always going to be a team that's just extremely talented. And then you have your Philadelphias who, you know, are going to be together for a while. Like Boston's going to be back, whether it's this year or next year or whatever. They're, they're Boston, so they're going to be around. It, to me, the Bulls just – no, I, I, I don't think so at all. To me, this is a, it's, it's a nice team. You know, they might have nice seasons in the, in the next year or two, but no. They'll never be a contender. I, mean, I shouldn't say never because you know what type of moves they're going to make. But right now, they're not. No. Sure. I mean, it, there is something to be said for the best player on their team is Zach Levine. I mean, there's something to be Thank said you. for that. So, yeah, right. Uh, Dwayne, uh, you know, anything you want to add on Chicago? But mainly, I want to ask you, like, this is quite a haul for Orlando when you look at what they got for Vucevic. And then we'll get to what they got for uh, Aaron Gordon and kind of the two second rounders they got for Evan Fortier. Is this the time that Orlando can get a rebuild right or do you think that we're gonna we're gonna see them continue to make head scratching moves uh, as they move forward? Well, uh, y- yeah. I, well, they have another opportunity to rebuild. So whether or not they get it right, who knows? Like that's they haven't gotten one right since Shaq, really, or Dwight Howard. They got they they make a final, so that's fair. Um, but the prop the the thing is, like we said, we've said it all year. You know what they have just isn't it. So. You get what you can for the guys that you have that have any type of trade value, and then you try to rebuild. So rebuilding is always hard. It always long. It all it doesn't always work. It's frustrating. You could rebuild for six years and end up with the thirteenth team in the East, right? Like you just you never know what's going to happen with these trade your, your draft picks. You could draft at the top of the draft. You could you could win seven games, get the second pick, and end up with Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Like it could happen, <laughs> right? Like. Oh. <laughs> It happens. You okay. Um, Are you hurt? You okay? You want to talk about I'm it? Over it. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. Okay. I'm not hurt at all. Yeah. <laughs> that draft. I'm sorry. Oh, Wayne. It's okay. It's okay. I felt that. It's okay. I felt that. Um, I said all that to say, I do like the haul they got. I do want to say this about the Bulls real quick. Um, I kind of disagree in that. Yeah. Fournier. You had Gordon and you had Vucevic. Those three guys together are were, were asked to do something vastly different than they're going to be asked to do on the teams that they got traded to. So I think it changes who not only who the players are, but what they can give you. Like Aaron Gordon in, in Denver, we haven't gotten there yet. He's not going to be asked to be a number one. He's going to be like the fourth guy on that team, third, fourth guy on that team, which I think is a perfect role for him. Uh, Vucevic is a little different. He's going to be asked to be the all-star starting maybe, yeah, probably the one uh, first uh, first option big guy, even over marketing. So that might not work as well, but I do think that there's something to say. Like Fournier's like the 
fifth guy on that team. That's a great role for Fournier. If he's your starting wing, if he's your number one wing scoring option, then no, your team's garbage. But if he's your fifth option, or if he's off the bench for you, I think that that makes a little bit of a difference. So, still saying all, all of that, saying I'm, I'm with Josh. I don't really like that Bulls team. Um, <laughs> we've had a long, I have a long history of my thoughts about uh, Zach Levine. We've talked about it at length on this podcast. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do. I, I think it. I think it raises their ceiling a little. But I, ultimately, no. Maybe they're a first round exit. Even if they make the playoffs, they're a first round exit. Um, so you you brought up Aaron Gordon. I, I I do. I am interested in Aaron Gordon. Do you think Aaron Gordon's gonna accept that role? You guys like we'll start with Dwayne. Do you think he'll accept that role? It seems like he might be a bit of a diva. Yeah, I don't. He's not gonna have a choice. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like they're not they're not taking possessions away from Jokic. I mean, they're not they're not taking possessions away from from uh, uh oh my god what's his name uh, Michael uh, Michael I say Michael Carter Williams every single time I say this kid's name yeah you also yeah you also say uh, Maga Porter Jr. too Michael Michael Porter Jr. my friend Manny said that I call him Michael Porter Williams Michael Carter Williams every time I talk about him I mean he yes. may be the guy that takes the possessions away but I just think that they're not gonna they have a good formula that works there and I don't I think Aaron Gordon is supposed to be like. He's the cilantro on top of the taco. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so I, whether he's unhappy or not, I, I don't think that they're going to mess with that too much. Yeah, I guess he can't go to Jokic and be like, it's my team now. Like, yeah, he's going he gonna, to gonna go in the, in the huddle and be like, hey, call this play up for me. We're down six with five minutes left. And Jokic is going to say, no. <laughs> Josh, does Aaron Gordon in this role, does he move the needle for the Nuggets? Yeah, I do. I, th- I think he yeah. does. I think they're like, for instance, you could have convinced me that the Blazers were better than them. You could have convinced me maybe the Suns could take them in the series. And now, if you know the playoffs were to start today, I think I would take the Nuggets over both teams. You could probably still convince me that you know anyone could win that series, but to me, they're better. You know, you get a wing defender. I think his defense is is pretty much what the Nuggets need more. They don't really need him offensively whatsoever. You know, just cut to the rim, dunk the ball. You know, we don't need you to for your three-point shooting. We don't really need you to create your own shot. We have some playmakers on offense. We just kind of need you to fill in Jeremy Grant's role of, you know, perimeter defense and contributing some. So I I do think, to your point, Dwayne, you, you are right about that. Um, you know, he's not going to be asked to do what he did in Orlando. And I think it's perfect for him. And I don't really think that, you know, he might have shown some diva qualities. I, I really don't think he has. But if anyone's concerned about that, I don't I really don't think it's going to be a problem with him. I think he understands his role and he wanted to be in Denver. So, yeah, think I like about it. it. Like, I think about him like I think about Andre Iguodala. Remember when Andre Iguodala was in Philly and he was yeah. like, treated like the franchise guy and it was just never really clicked. And then he goes right. to Golden State and they win and, a title basically like, because of how he played. And he's the MVP. Yeah, he's the MVP of the finals. Like, Aaron Gordon can be, I can say he's good as Andre Iguodala, obviously, but that kind of a role. It's like, he just always seemed kind of miscast as the franchise guy to me. Awesome. I love that. Do you think they got an Orlando got enough for him? They got a first rounder, a future first, uh, RJ Hampton, who they just drafted in the first round, and then uh, Gary Harris, really, to make the salaries work. Um, yeah, do you think that's enough, Josh, for them? Yeah, I do. Like Aaron Gordon, like he's not a superstar. You know, he's not even yeah, an all star. So what are, we, what are we talking here? You get a future first round pick. RJ Hampton, to me, I wanted him to, on the Knicks. When the Knicks yeah. took quickly, I was hoping they took Hampton. Now, I'm glad they took quickly. And but RJ to me is one of the more raw, talented young players that we have in this league. And you know, if you listen to certain people, they think he's going to be a starting point guard in this league for years to come. 
So you have a nice young prospect. Gary Harris just needed a change of scenery. He's a fantastic perimeter defender, whether he's hitting his three ball or not. So you got a nice player, you got a nice young prospect, and you get a future first rounder for Aaron Gordon, who really didn't do anything for your team aside get you to the first round. And, you know, he's not an all-star. So, yeah, you got three assets for someone who's not an all-star. Absolutely. That's a good haul. Orlando sure has a lot of guards now, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tryout. It's a a tryout for the next year or two. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. Although Fultz, they paid, right? Did they yeah, pay Fultz they a, a lot of money? So yeah. Fultz would uh, be yeah. there, and uh, the, who they draft? Who was the kid um, from Carolina? I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, Cole yeah, yeah. Anthony. Cole Anthony. Yeah. Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony. That's probably your starting tandem right there, but. Yeah, you would, you pretty want- good draft for a draft yeah. that was terrible. Like, like everybody, yeah. everybody hated this draft, and the players <laughs> have turned out really good. Like, they've been fun to watch, and yeah. they a lot of talent there. Uh, let's stay in Florida. The Heat got better because um, the Heat are just really well run and they just make good moves. So uh, they brought in Victor Oladipo for really Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and then a first round pick swap that probably won't happen. Uh, swap? Not even a yeah, pick. Uh, Olenek was starting for them, but it's hard to imagine Olenek being like a, a big piece. And even if they lose Oladipo, they're probably just happy to to lose the money. And then they make the little uh, fringe move, um, Nemanja Bialica. Uh, for Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. So those are two players that I think helped them, and uh, it's incredible. So, Josh, why do you think they didn't have to give anything up for these two players? Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, You know, for Victor, I feel like his stock fell when he went to Houston. You know, he did play on part of a team that lost like 20 straight games. (laughs) true. Houston wasn't doing much. (laughs) You know, I also think there's a sense that Victor Oladipo – I, I'm not. This is just me, like putting words in people's mouths. But when people talk about him, they don't really give him the credit that he deserves, or think that he deserves much credit. I think a lot of people just think he's overrated. They don't look at him as a superstar, or you know, even an all star. I think he's solid. But you know, like I said, like he's not. We were just talking about Aaron Gordon not really being worth all that much, and the Magic getting what they got. I think you can say the same for Oladipo. Like I think he's solid. I think he's a good player. But like, are you really going to mortgage the future for Victor Oladipo? I don't. I don't know. You know. So I, I think his stock kind of fell. And then on top of that, Pat Riley's just a G. He knows what he's yeah, doing. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how to negotiate. Yeah. He knows how to negotiate. Because if, if if I'm Houston, I would at least would have got Duncan Robinson out of the deal. You, you got right? I'm not I'm not saying yes unless you give me Tyler or Duncan. But yeah. He fleeced himself. You know, Oladipo, it's interesting. He's been mo he's been most effective when he hasn't played with a point guard. When he's played with a point guard, it's it seems like that's when he uh has been good and not the not the Indiana Pacers good. Um right. Dwayne, what does Oladipo do for the Heat? Uh, what do you think that he's going to do for the Heat? And then uh, kind of piggybacking onto that, um, what does Bielitsa do? And these two, how how high does that raise Miami's ceiling? Um, <clears throat> or, uh, for Oladipo, adds another a primary scoring option outside of Jimmy Butler. Um, they have a, sl- a lot of scoring options, but another wing guy that can handle the ball can take some of the pressure off of Jimmy Butler so he doesn't have to score all the time. And then they just they have Duncan Robinson, who's much better off ball. They have Tyler Hero, who can play kind of both, but he's much better off ball. This is just another primary ball handler that can facilitate offense and can score. I mean, Victor Oladipo can score baskets. That's what he does, right? Like, yeah. And like you said, it's not – they didn't give up much if they don't – decide to pay him this summer which they probably won't they're not backing up a truck for him then it's fine you know you didn't give up much you get him for a couple months see if you can get back to the finals uh Bielisa is depth Bielisa is depth it's just it's just another it it makes it's it's why this is why that move 
is a perfect example as to why well-run teams are always in the mix, even if they aren't making the finals every year. It's just you find those little guys like that. That guy's going to play minutes for them, right? He's going to play big minutes for them. And he's and they didn't give up anything for him, and he was ava- apparently available. And all these stupid teams that could definitely use another guy like that just didn't give up the nothing for him. And Pat Riley's like, "Oh wait, they're trading him? Yeah, send Mo Harkless. That's all right." It's Pat, you could argue he might be an upgrade over Olenek because Olenek was starting for them. He is. So he, he is. Olenek yeah. was. Olenek was good, but wasn't Olenek up? They probably Olenek's good. Olenek I like anyway. him. I, I think yeah. he's a little underappreciated, but yeah, you can make the you can make the case. I mean, it's yeah. it's replacing Olenek. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna replace Olenek basically. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to say uh, you, you asked why a, such a small pack, package went in that deal for Oladipo. Yep. From what I from what I read online and what I saw, that was the only offer they got. Really? That, I'm that was the only real offer, and that they got was that deal. So it was that or nothing, and so they decided that. That's shocking to me. Um, it's just very specific. Um, Oladipo, he's a free agent. Maybe that's why people were reluctant to it. give up a lot of assets. Maybe that's a factor too. Uh, what do you think his market looks like next summer, Josh? Man, I don't even know. It, it, <laughs> I no really, it depends. I mean, because let's just say the Heat are out in the first round. He does nothing for them. No one's going to look at him as if like an asset to get. You know, but if the Heat you go to the Eastern Conference Finals, challenge the Nets to seven. I mean, his his market goes through the roof. So to me, it really just depends on how the Heat perform. And, how, and his role in it. And I think he can contribute. I mean, that backcourt with Jimmy and, and Victor defensively is going to be ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know, and he can score the basketball. And if, if he shows that, like, you know, he can be a part of a team that can be a threat, then he absolutely will demand a lot of money. But, I mean, if the Heat are out in the first round and it just seems like acquiring Victor Oladipo did absolutely nothing for them, I, I can't imagine the market being that crazy for him. Interesting. And, and Dwayne, um, I, I don't have anything to add to Josh. Do you have anything to add to that? I think that's – Exactly. I would right. just say I, I would just say this is uh, eight seasons for Victor Oladipo, and this is fifteen. So I'll just say that. <laughs> that's that's definitely um, not nothing. Yeah. Right. Sh- should Houston have taken Levert, uh, Dwayne, instead of Oladipo in that Harden trade, or um, do you think they'll be happy to have just a clear cap book? I, that's the only the, argument, right? Is that they me, is that they have a clear cap? Yeah, for me, obviously, yes, right. But but yeah. I don't. Well, I, I remember when they did that trade. You and I sang on the show. I don't see why they would have done that. But just keep Levert, you know, yeah, keep we Christian Wood, and just and just build around that. I think that they were kind of hoping that it was going to work with him. They could resign him long term, and they have you know the Victor Oladipo they saw in Indiana a couple years ago to be the centerpiece they rebuild around. I think if they had the, if they had that redo, I don't think they make that trade. I think they keep Karis Levert. I agree. Yeah, you think so too? If yeah. they get the redo, okay. Uh, all right, let's do it. We we've done the biggest moves. Um, I I'm ready. Okay. All right. Oh, so, are you prepared? Let's do it. All it's right. Coming. Here it comes. Here, Here it we comes. go. Port, Portland <laughs> traded the great. You okay. The great future Hall of Famer Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> and Rodney Hood. For Norman Powell, who I like, nothing against Norman Powell. I have nothing bad to say about Norman Powell. Super happy, already lifelong blazer. Um, Dwayne, why and how soon should Gary Trent be put in the Hall of Fame? Should we wait till he retires? Or... What do you have to wait? You have to wait the seven years. I think that we could. I think that you could get a. There's a waiver you can get, right, to get guys in early. So I mean, maybe we give him another two, three years. Okay, right. I it's think just, that's fair. It's the same waiver yeah. I gave John Starks when I was eight. Yeah, I think that's fair. And Josh, <laughs> yeah, if you were fair. writing, um, 
if you were writing a, a sonnet yes. um, about Gary Trent, which I'm assuming you are, yeah. I'm just assuming. We're, we're all writing sonnets about Gary I'm, Trent. I'm writing a sonnet about, okay. Yeah, what, what would be your favorite thing about Gary Trent Jr. you would put in that? Is it his eyes, his hair, his just devastating personality? What would it be? Uh, we're talking physical attributes? Like, I think he's Peter <laughs> You know, there's so much to love. I'll just let you choose. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to pigeonhole you. I like, I, like, I like his tenacity. If I was to describe Gary Trent Jr. in word, it'd be tenacious. I like that. It's very it, – it, Nick fans love that. Like, someone who's just not going to be afraid to get up on your face and yell at you and scream and – he seemed like at the same time he was a good teammate. Didn't seem like he was toxic. Didn't seem like that took over. So his his tenaciousness is something that I like. I like. I'm, I can. I'm sorry. I'm it. sorry that I didn't say his eyes or like. No, I, I, I was can listen to a sonnet. Yeah, I can listen to that tenacious sonnet yeah. about it. I I like that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna play. If I ever fall in love by Shay. Um, <laughs> As an ode to Gary Trent Jr. Oh, One of the greatest songs of all time, by the way. It's absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I don't. I don't know what to say. I love Gary Trent Jr. I. I get what happened here. I really do. I. I, I don't like it, and I don't agree with it. Uh, he's restricted. They can't pay CJ and Gary Trent, so they figured they'd see if they could get a brief up upgrade. I guess. But uh, Josh Norman Powell is he enough of an upgrade to give up a restricted free agent? Uh, is he a big enough upgrade? Because he's a free agent too. We probably can't keep him either. So going into the playoffs, that had to be the goal here. So here's my thing with the Blazers. Right now, Dame is in his prime. He yep. just is. So you have, what, one to three years? Maybe I don't say one. So two to four years, I guess. I think that's fair. Right? So every year, you need to be getting better, period. Mm -hmm. You just have to be. You can't really think about the future when it comes to these type of things. And I think the Blazers made that with the, you know, made the move with the, with that thought in, in mind. You know, Neil is just basically like, all right, well, how can I make the team better this year? I'll worry about next year you know, next year. And I'm going to acquire someone who's going to put me in the same position I would have been in with Gary, who is better than Gary. I know Gary's going to be in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, Norman Powell <laughs> yeah. is better than Gary Trent Jr. If, if, if I'm being real, I realize yeah. Norman Powell yeah. is, yeah. So, helps the so team all, more than all that trade right did now. would just pretty much raise your ceiling a little bit. And yeah. to be fair to the Blazers, man, I think they really do have a high ceiling if everybody's healthy. You know, I would like for them to get a help, uh, uh, another wing defender. I think that would help. I think P.J. Tucker would have been freaking phenomenal for them. Oh, I think he would have been, been great. He would have been great for them. But, you know, now their ceiling is, you know, it's a, little, it's a little higher. And I think the Blazers, they're an interesting team because their floor and their – they probably have the biggest discrepancy with their floor and their ceiling. Like, you know, the Lakers' floor isn't that isn't that low and it, and their ceiling is, you know, it's pretty high and it's pretty close together. But the Blazers, like, I can see the Blazers losing the first round and I can see the Blazers going to the Western Conference Finals. You know what I mean? And like if if I'm if you if I'm in the right mood and you tell me AD's injured, you can convince me the Blazers can go to the finals. Like you can make the case. Like your ceiling is high. You know, it's just like it, it's a difficult ceiling to attain. Like the Lakers can get to their ceiling by just taking the steps. The Blazers like need to hop on the bed, jump on the ceiling fan, do a backflip onto the banister, and jump onto the like that's how they need to get to their ceiling. It's just a little different. But um, yeah, I, I like the move, man. If I'm a Blazer fan, you need or to if I'm speaking to Blazer fans, you need to recognize that you have Dame in his prime right now. You don't know how long that prime's gonna last. He's small, you know. I don't know how fragile he is. He's a little banged up right now, but you don't have many years to win a championship. Go try to make your team better every single year and deal with the future in the future because you're not gonna have many chances. 
I think that's fair, and that's definitely in line with the Robert Covington move that happened before yeah. the season where they give up two first, which I, I, I was definitely on board for. Uh, Dwayne, um, <laughs> choosing this route was definitely them choosing we are never, ever trading C.J. McCollum, right? Yeah. That's Because that's, Gary yeah. Trent was the contingency plan there. Like, that, that's what it would be. Do you yeah. think that's the right choice for them to make, Dwayne? No. And I appreciate, I want you to be honest, because you know that I've been part of the trade C.J. McCollum yeah, club for a long is, time. So I feel like if we go back in the, 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 the analogs of this podcast, there's a pod, there's an episode four years ago where you and I are arguing about trading C.J. McCollum. Yeah. Here's the problem. Here's the problem for Portland. Everything Josh said is correct. You've got a window with Dame, right? You've got... I'll give you three three seasons, three maybe four seasons. You've got to try to really go out and win a title. And if you're going to talk about fair. winning, and if you're talking about winning a championship, you've got to consider you got to get through LeBron, you've got to get through the Clippers, you've got to get through the Nuggets. You're probably going to have to get through Luca at some point. Like you've got to get better, and you've got to get substantially better, in my opinion. If you're Portland, if you're going to win four rounds in the West, but this move doesn't do that, and this move doesn't set you up to be prepared to do that. What we've seen for the past five years or however long with Dane, with this team, the way it's currently constructed is that it has a ceiling and whether or not Dame's to blame to that, I don't believe he is. The the answer has to be CJ McCollum. Like I know that that's not what Blazer fans wants to hear, but if you're talking about winning a championship, the only way you're going to substantially make the team different is by trading CJ. If you, they had two options, and we talked about this. They could trade CJ. They could keep uh, CJ and not pay Gary Trent because it makes no sense to pay Gary Trent the twenty million it's going to take to keep him, and you're paying CJ thirty or thirty-five or whatever. It's fifty-five million in two guard spots, and you're not even counting Dame yet. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Who, so who goes up to fifty in the next couple of years? I think. Dame, yeah, it's like 50 like in two seasons. That makes no sense at all, so you're not going to yeah. do that. So the other option is you trade CJ, slide Dick, Gary Trent into the two spot, and now not only are you swapping CJ for Gary Trent, you're also including whatever of the pieces you get for CJ. So now you can go out and you can get that wing defender that you're talking about you don't need. You can get that that four, that uh, that uh that you know, spread for that you don't have. You can do other things with with the team, which I think fundamentally change what the team is and what we we just keep seeing over and over and over again that the team just keeps hitting a ceiling. Dame is exhausted by the time you get to Game Three of the first round every year. Mm-hmm. He's just wiped because he's carrying the entire offensive load. If you mm-hmm. don't do something different, what? Why do you think something different is going to happen? That's just my that, that that's my opinion. It's not that I think CJ is a bad player. I like CJ a lot more than Brandon does, apparently. See, and I really <laughs> like CJ. I do. I really like CJ. I just I, I like CJ so much better when he's the sixth man and is making eighteen million a year. I would I would love him. He'd be one of my favorite players. But uh, we already have someone who shoots. We have now we have three players who shoot three seconds into the shot clock contested shots all game. Like we have that. I want someone who does more than that on the court, but that's, that's my, Josh, your thoughts on CJ, uh, same thing, uh, a retort. (laughs) I think the thing with CJ, it's not, it's not CJ specifically. It's him matched up with Dame, right? It's not even so much that they're both not 
incredible defensively, right? So you're kind of sure yep. you're, you're, really, you're not going to guard anybody, really. Um, CJ and, and Dame, they kind of have the same similar skill sets. Like, CJ's better with the ball in his hands. He just is. Like, he can play off ball, but he's just better having the ball. So I just think that I, I don't think they necessarily clash, but I don't think they complement each other enough on both ends of the floor where you can justify keeping them together. And CJ is your best asset to get something back. I do think, though, that, you know, it could work out if you put CJ to the bench, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, bring I'd love that. like, like a Lou Williams type, which mm-hmm. would be pretty cool. Um, and then you got to figure out, you know, matchups at the end of the game, because do you leave CJ and Dame out there and, and you know, compromise defense, but that's a whole nother story. It just depends yeah. on, on your roster. You know, I think this team would better be served with, you know, Dame, you know, you have Nurk and then you just have a bunch of like three and D players to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And that's what, that's what they're missing. I think they addressed it with uh, Derek Jones and, and Covington this year, but there's there's still like one of those players away. Like there's yeah. still like one more of those players, and you know the team would be completely different. And you can argue Gary kind of was that, or or Norm can be that. I guess like Norm's mm-hmm. good defensively, um, but I don't, I don't know. They're, just, they're they're missing something. And, and to Dwayne's point, the only way that you can substantially address that is by trading someone who can get you those assets in return. And CJ's that guy, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah I have like game. really. So, yeah, yeah it, it, don't. In fact, I'm not even upset that you even you put those two words. <laughs> That's together. what I was, I was like. The only other, the yeah. only other move would be to trade Dave, and they're not doing that. So yeah, they, right. you're getting too close to saying <laughs> trade Dave. I'm just, uh, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm, I'm sorry. My, my apologies. My apologies. Uh, yeah, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night like having a nice dream, and I just feel at peace because Jalen Brown is a blazer. Like that's what I. That's what sometimes I just, I exactly. feel like that's the guy. Exactly. To so enough Blazer talk. I'm sorry. Thank you guys for indulging me on my Blazer talk. I, I ultimately, I, I don't like the trade, but I also really like Norman Powell. So I'm very conflicted. And, I, and none of my dislike is anything about Norman Powell. Yeah, I'm excited th- to have him for the right. Blazers. And yeah, I do think take- he makes this better this year. Just how much better. We'll see. My um, take ultimately is I, I like I wanna- that trade. I don't like the approach. That's what the, the trade yeah. I like. The trade is fine. I just think it's the wrong approach. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably like it better if we keep Norman Powell. If we're able to keep him, I'll probably. I like wouldn't though. I <laughs> wouldn't because it's the, it's the same problem you had with Jerry with Gary Trent. It's the exact same problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. And you can use that money to address the need that you really need, which is defense or a three and D. Yeah. I although we that, although we won't have money, like that's right. just perfect. Oh, you won't. Okay. Yeah. So, then, no, and that's nothing. Like Portland's never having money again. <laughs> That's yeah, true. You got you got American games. You just yeah, you just tied up. My it's another thing. It's unfortunate that you know just the players that were available during the trade trade deadline like really wouldn't have put Portland over the top. It was just unfortunate true. as a Blazer fan where it's like, man, all these players are available, but no one really is going to like take us there. You know, like it's true. just it's like an unlucky year trade deadline wise for a Blazer fan. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, let's yeah. talk at the Toronto side of that. Toronto, uh, you know, ha- struggling this year. I got to give credit to Dwayne. Dwayne called this before the season, um, called Toronto's troubles. Uh, they bring in Gary Trent. They probably just figured that they were definitely losing Norman Powell, who was going into unrestricted free agency. Let's get an asset who's a restricted free agent, at least gives us a little more control. Um, that kind of uh, a core with Trent, Siakam, and uh, Ananobi, like that's kind of an interesting core kind of kind of lean and mean and, and with a little scoring punch. Uh, Josh, do you think they keep Trent? And if so, do you like this kind of three-person core? Yeah, I, I think they're going to try to keep him. I think that's why they went after him, you know, so you can give him, you know, the offer and hopefully he stays. I do like the core. You know, this is a – these swings players want a championship. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, like, they're, they're the best players. Obviously, you have Kawhi and, and you know, Mark. Mark was, you know, not a statue. But, you know, uh, yeah, Siakam, I don't think he's a, a number one – 
or or a player that you go to but he's solid you know and Anobi I like a lot even like Chris Boucher like he's they have they have talent there they have players there and I think Ari, uh, Gary adds to that I, I think he does and I think they're gonna try to resign him and I like it I think the Raptors are gonna be fine I don't think they'll yeah. ever be like championship level wise but if you know I think they're better than the Bulls yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's fair, I, and I love Siakam, and and also you know that it's the well-run teams thing, right? Like yeah. Masai, yeah. I kind of just trust Masai when, when he does something. Uh, yeah. They didn't move Kyle Lowry, which we kind of expected. Dwayne, was that a shock to you? And it what was. do you think turned? What do you think that like was it just that they weren't offered enough? What do you think happened? I think I'm really he was the one guy I thought for sure was going to get moved. I think it was asking price. I think they were asking too much, and I think okay. the, I. All accounts that the they their conversations for Kyle Lowry started and stopped at at least one first. And I think teams were just like, eh, I don't know. So right. again, we were talking about this the other day, and I was like, you know, is there I don't know that he moves the needle really for any of the teams that would have talked about going out and getting him. Like I just it just never really made fully sense for me in Philly. And that's the team that I think really probably would want another guard. And the price they're asking for, the fit really isn't there. Like Philly's real problem is whether or not Embiid's going to be healthy in the fight in the in the playoffs. So I just wouldn't give it up an, an asset it would have taken to go out and get in. It's surprising that no one bit, but not truly, truly shocking to me. I still think yeah, he Philly's- probably gets moves this summer. Yeah, Philly opted for George Hill in in a much smaller trade uh, where the a Knicks ended up with Terrence trade. Ferguson. Right, uh, Josh, <laughs> how do you feel about future Knicks Hall of Famer Terrence Ferguson? Yeah. And uh, do you think George Hill was the right move for Philly? Well, Terrence Ferguson. I mean, if the Knicks are a first round team right now, you can just put us in permanent marker Eastern Conference Finals, baby. Terrence <laughs> Ferguson, let's go. T Ferg, T Ferg, in permanent marker. We're there. Let's yeah. do it. Um, no, that trade to me, I was like, okay, fine, I guess. Sure. Winning, I, it was more about getting rid of Austin Rivers, so sure. you know, whatever. Yep. Um, what was the other question? I'm sorry. The oh, part. just was George Hill the right choice for Philly in that situation? Do you think he adds to that team? Yeah, I think he does. I don't think he puts yeah. him over the top against Brooklyn, but I do think he does help that team out. I mean, he's someone who can handle the basketball and, you know, make right decisions, um, hit the three occasionally and, and miss, you know, clutch free throws at the end of the NBA Finals games. So I think he'll be okay. Okay. Um, I <laughs> I was. <laughs> I like you stuck that. In. It took me a second. Um... For those who don't remember, George Hill missed the second free throw in Game One of uh, 2018 NBA Finals, Cavs and uh, Warriors, which led to J.R. Smith's gaffe of forgetting that. I completely, I completely forgot Hill was on that Cavs team. Yeah, He's the one who missed the free throw. I, I forgot Hill wow. forgot and missed that shot, but he did. Wow. <laughs> That, that was, was a that was a NBA nerd joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was going to talk about uh, uh, briefly. Lonzo Ball wasn't traded. Evan Fortier in Boston. We referenced Rajon Rondo for Lou Williams. Um, I, quickly, we'll do the Rajon Rondo thing. D- is that a thing at all? They Clippers basically traded scoring off the bench in Lou for a, a, a like a legit point guard who is past his prime and doesn't play in the regular season. Is that 
Is that a good thing for the Clippers? Is this a move at all, Josh? You know what it is? Here's the thing. With Lou Williams, you can't play him at the end of games in the playoffs because all Penns are going to do is just pick and roll, switch, and just feast on him. So any positive he gives you is pretty much taken out, you know, at the end of games. And, you know, whether you want to believe in playoff Rondo is is one thing, but, you know, the fact is that Rondo has played on championship teams and have been a huge contributor with them. He's good defensively. He's a pest, and he can run an offense. And I think the Clippers, they're missing two things. They're missing a rim protector, and they're missing somebody who can just set up an offense and, and run things and direct traffic between Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So I do think, you know, Lou Williams is the better player. Um, he'll be fine with, you know, that Chuck, those Chucks in Atlanta. He'll, he'll fit right in. Oh um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I do think, I just think, I think Rondo's a better fit for the Clippers right now. Yeah. Playoff, okay. playoff Clippers. Yes. Maybe sure. not regular season Clippers. But yeah. Uh, Dwayne, how many bad shots does Atlanta need to put up? I just oh my god! Listen, <laughs> if I'm Clint Capella, I just run directly to the front of the rim. Just every every possession, just go to the rim because <laughs> that ball's coming up, man. <laughs> uh, so I want to. We, we've got Josh on. Josh has a great segment on on the dime, which I love to listen to. And again, um, everyone listen to the dime. Uh, subscribe. Leave it a great review on Apple Podcasts. It's my favorite basketball podcast, even uh, even above Zach Lowe, which I listen to regularly. Really, well. I, I appreciate I, that, man. Thank I you. enjoy I yeah. enjoy the dime more. I enjoy the dime more than anything <laughs> else. And and it's my. I, I think I've told Josh this. I get this like gap time um, between the gauntlet of dinner and putting my, my little terrorist to bed. And um, (laughs) I come, I love, I love them, but they're little terrorists. Okay. And, uh, and I come downstairs and I play old school Tony Hawk and I pour a scotch and I listen to the dime and it's the best part of my day. And I just, just, you know, so Josh has a game that I enjoy. It's a trust, Mary kill. So in honor of the dime, I've got a few trust, Mary kill uh, things. I'm going to give you uh, three teams within a category of some sort, and you choose to trust Mary Kill. We're actually going to start with Dwayne on this. We're mm. going to let Dwayne do this. These are Eastern Conference fringe playoff teams, okay? Teams kind of knock it on the door. Trust Mary Kill, Atlanta, Boston, and Indiana, Dwayne. Trust one This in this instance means that they make the playoffs? Uh, Josh, I'll let you discuss. So Mary is like a team that you love. Like, this is the team I'm taking out of these three. Like, I'm going to marry this team. Trust is like... The second option, like you know what, may may not, but I trust the fact that they'll they'll do it, and I'm, I'm gonna choose them. Kills just a team, be like hell nah, like. But we be, we're, we're talking about in, in, <laughs> we're talking about like for the future or just making the playoffs this year. Making the playoffs this year, okay. Um, the team I tr- uh, the team I probably trust the most is Boston. No, I'm no, I'm marrying Boston. Okay, I'm marrying Boston. Boston, I. It's just it's a it's a, it's a lot going on, you know, and you know, God, I love Kimball Walker. I do. You know, I have a history with Kimball Walker. He's a Hornet, probably the best Hornet we've had in, at least in the last twenty years. But man, it's not looking great. It just, he looks so good some nights, and then some nights you're like, oh my God, I'm just glad we have Terry this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But I, I trust that they're very well coached. They play good defense when they want to. They haven't played good defense this year, but they, they are a good defensive team, can be a good defensive team. I just, if I have to marry one of these teams, it's that team. The other teams are just so flawed. Uh, I'm killing Atlanta. Like, I just mm. don't like anything. They shoot the ball way too much, and 
none of the pieces seem to really fit. I don't know why they drafted a big when they just signed one. They have another one that's a restricted free agent that they don't want to trade, but they're obviously not going to pay. It's a mess. Atlanta's a mess. They won like eight straight games after they fired their coach and got all the way up to the four seed. And I was like, am I going to have to backtrack on my Atlanta thoughts? No, I'm good. Um, (laughs) I'm good. No, we're good. Um, Indiana, I would say I would trust another really well-run team. They're not going to have, um, uh, TJ Warren for the rest of the year. They announced that he was out. That really hurts them. Karis LeVert did come back from his, uh, kidney, uh, uh, injury. Glad he's going to be all right. That was a little Mm -hmm. scary. Um, yeah, best wishes to Karis LeVert. Trust them long-term, but to make the playoffs, the problem in the East is that there's like eight teams for like, I guess there's, I guess there's 10 spots because they're taking the seven through 10, that stupid playoff thing or that play-in tournament thing. So perhaps all of these teams are involved in the playoffs, the playoff tournament in some way. But um, yeah, I I don't think we've, I don't think I've complained about that play-in thing yet on the, on the podcast. It's the dumbest thing of all time. We'll do a full episode because I've got like 30 minutes complaining about the buyout market. So we'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So I'm going marry uh, Boston, trust Indiana, kill Atlanta. And now Atlanta is fresh. Now they have – I can't wait to watch Lou Williams shoot 25. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. Josh. (laughs) So I'm going to marry Boston. I just trust them the most. You know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Brad Stevens, who I – Listen, I, I don't think he's the greatest coach in the world. I think he needs to start proving himself. He's going to be in the hot seat. But, you know, out of all these coaches, I trust him the most. I, I think they'll get their act together in some sort of way. So I'm going to marry them. I'm going to trust Atlanta. I Ugh. Listen, eight straight, new coach. Maybe he just needed a new voice in there. They have talent. That's the th- Like, they have the talent. It's just, you know, whether or not you can put it all together and play some defense. And hopefully they can. I mean, I, I don't think them winning eight straight street eight straight was a fluke to say but i do think that it is indicative of the fact that they have a better coach now and will probably be playing better basketball from here on out i'm just gonna kill indiana for i just don't like the vibes man come from that team they're two games low 500 you know they fired nate mcmillan and now it just seems like everything's kind of gone downhill they thought about fire sell, selling the team at the trade deadline i just don't like the vibe there i just think you know that era with oladipo gone and you know it just doesn't feel like the same team anymore. They don't have the same vibe. They don't play hard every night. Like the defense is not there like consistently. It doesn't feel like the same pacer team I've been watching for the past you know, like two or three years. So I'm going to kill Indiana. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm going to agree with Dwayne here. And my sole uh, reason for that is I want the Karis Levert uh, feel good, wonderful story. Yeah. And I, and so that's what I'm going with. I'm going to trust Indiana for that purpose. Boston, I'm going to, I'm going to marry just because the talent, just the talent there. Uh, surprise I playoff say, I teams. Say, start hold on. Quickly, can we hang on that for a second? Uh, between Levert, TJ Warren, and Sabonis, that's a three you can build around. Right, but TJ's yeah. out for this year, so for this year, for that's this, another reason. Yeah, for this year, run. obviously, he's out, but yeah, yeah I, I like that three going forward. Yeah. yeah, you know I love Sabonis. There's that Blazer connection, so you know I you know I enjoy that. Uh, Josh, surprise playoff teams. These are teams that I think most people didn't think were going to be in playoff contention right. uh, going into it, and uh, you know, too near and dear to the people on this podcast. Uh, Charlotte, New York Knicks, and the San Antonio Spurs. As in regards to who I think is the best? Trust, Mary kill. All right, so I'm going to kill Charlie and what, Dwayne? What you got to say listen, about that? Listen, uh, listen. All right, uh, fine. <laughs> it's my turn in a minute. <laughs> it's my turn. 
<laughs> a big reason why though is Lamelo's hurt, man. I think Lamelo really just injected some type of energy and and just fun and just youthfulness that they needed, man. Charlotte's a nice story. I do think they're going to be around for a while. Malik Monk, shout out to him. I, I, he's coming around quietly. Gordon Hayward, you know, I I, I like Charlotte. I, I think I'm going to kill them mostly just because Lamelo's out though, and I do think he's a huge part of the reason why him and Rose, him and Rose are the big part of the reason why Charlotte has you know made that leap forward. I'm going to marry San Antonio. I think San Antonio is vastly underrated because they're San Antonio and no one gives a damn about the Spurs ever, even mm-hmm. when they're winning championships. Do you know a Spurs fan? No, no, me either. So it, for me, it's just kind of like, you know, they have uh, young guards, uh, Murray, Walker, you know, they, they, they just have all this young town that plays so well together. They just need to shoot the three ball a little better. But to me, they play well. Popovich is the coach. They just so happen to be in the West. But out of all these three teams, I think they're the best. So I'm going to marry them. And I'll just trust New York. I think they are what they are. They're a 500 team. You know, they're going to be two games above, two games below, whatever it's going to be. They're a 500 team this year. It just is what it is. And, you know, they they play hard. They play defense. And they have an all-star, Julius Randle, who's going to keep things interesting. But nothing more than that. So that's why I'm – that's that's what I'm picking, baby. Uh, Dwayne, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen. Do you want me to be reasonable here, or do you want me to be entertaining? I want you to be both. <laughs> I want you, yeah, I want you to be reasonably entertaining. Yeah. That's what I want you to be. All right, well then, fine. You guys are no fun. Um, I'm gonna marry San Antonio simply because yeah. I think that's the best team, probably of these three teams. It's probably the best, well coached. It's just, it's just one of those things where it's just like. I did, I obviously honestly thought that team would be one of the worst teams in the in the West. I don't know why we thought that. I don't know that Pop will ever coach one of the worst teams in the league. I just just can't do it. Not in his DNA. The problem with the problem with them, I think, is that the West is so much better than the East is. If they were in the East, yeah. they'd probably be a top five seed. The West is just really tough. Hard to see them really making the playoff a really deep playoff push because of the teams they have to go off. But I think they're the best best coach. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to trust Charlotte. And this here's the problem. The problem is you're absolutely right. Melo changed the team in a way I don't think anyone, including Charlotte fans, thought was going to happen. If, if any Charlotte fan is being honest with themselves, out of the, the, the rookie season we got out of Melo is just, it's all gravy at this point, right? Like, <laughs> like, like we've seen enough. We're good. Don't shut him down. It doesn't matter. We're good. Um, but... Terry Rozier has been lights out this year. Uh, Gordon Hayward has been really good this year. The, the main problem for Charlotte is a five. If Charlotte had picked up Drummond, I would marry that team. But mm-hmm. the five spot for Charlotte is just such a weak spot. You, you saw it in the, in the game today. They played against Phoenix. Like, Booker is just walking into the lane and just doing whatever he wants to do. Like, in, 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 in a playoff series, they're going to get killed with that. Um the Knicks, I'm going to kill, and this is not because I don't like the Knicks, it's just because this is the only option I have. I actually like that Knicks team, um, but one of these teams that's in this bunch of six teams that's got that's fighting basically for five playoff spots, one of them's going to have to miss. And if it's between Charlotte and New York, I think New York is more likely to miss. Sorry, Josh. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I fired the first shot. I fired the first shot. <laughs> And I plead the fifth because I like both of you, so I'm not. I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> just marry uh, San gonna... Antonio. That's it. Just marry San Antonio. You're good. Just marry San Antonio. Just... Yeah. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill San Antonio. That's it. Oh wow. No, I. You know, honestly, I'm just looking at like the standings. Like San Antonio, I don't see how they drop out of the playoffs. And 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 pop. 
it's pop. So Kelton Johnson's yeah. really good. I can't, I can't they're say not, anything bad about San Antonio. They're not so. going to drop. They <laughs> definitely will probably be in at least the, the play in game. But the problem is like, they're not winning a series. That's the no. yeah. problem. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Whereas I, I guess that's the thing. Maybe I'll kill them for that. Maybe I'll kill them because I don't think they'll win a series. Whereas New York and Charlotte could play against each other. So one yeah. of them is going to win a if series. Charlotte, so, if Charlotte, yeah. New York in 4-5, one of them obviously will win the series. Yeah. The, the 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 goal for the East should be to get the four seed. That should yeah. be the goal. And so so maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll kill San Antonio. I'll marry Charlotte because I love them. And 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 I honestly just trust Gordon Hayward a little bit more than Julius Randle in a playoff series. I just Man. do. <laughs> and I'll trust the Knicks. That's all. Uh, rebuilding teams. We'll start with Dwayne on this one again. Uh, rebuilding. These are teams that look like they're resetting and he- heading forward. Uh, trust Mary Kill whether or not their rebuild is going to be a success. Toronto, oh, Oklahoma City, or Houston. Well, you got to marry Oklahoma City. They literally have like a thousand draft picks, right? Like, true. <laughs> so you have to marry Oklahoma City, even if you end up trading and just trading those picks, you're going to get assets back. So you definitely, I think, definitely marry Oklahoma City. I trust Toronto. They have Masai. They have a nice young core that is probably going to be there for, you know, for the foreseeable future. Fred Van Vliet, all those guys. But they're probably going to end up spending a little bit too much money to keep that core. But they're still really young and they're still really good. Really well coached. Houston, I have no idea what's going on. They have that John Wall (laughs) contract and it's a mess. They owe him $50 million two years from now. And he's not been great now. They have Christian Wood. I love Christian Wood. Uh, they just gave away Victor Oladipo. It's a mess. Poor Steven Silas, lifelong Hornet, and just walking into that train wreck of a franchise right now. Kill Houston. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, Josh. I'm going to kill Houston because Houston just decided to kill themselves, actually. It was suicide, um, what they've been doing. So, whatever. Do what we got to do. Um, I'm going to marry Toronto, and the reason I'm going to marry Toronto is because I feel like they already have the players in place, and they really just are a free agent away, or you know, a couple like smart moves by Ujiri away from actually being a maybe not a contending for the championship team, but a nice team in the Eastern Conference that probably in the upper echelon, four seed, three seed, two seed, just you know, they need that right player. So I'm going to marry Toronto, and then Oklahoma City. You know, what Dwayne said, I mean, they they literally do have 1,000 draft picks. I think I think it's 1,000 <laughs> within the next two years, 1,002, something something like that. But they and Sam Presti knows how to draft. I mean, Durant, Abaka, Westbrook, Harden kept none of them. Didn't win a championship. Doesn't matter. But he knows what he's doing when it comes to drafting. Um, so <laughs> you got you trust them, you know. And and Shea Gilgis Alexander is a stud. I love him. So. Yeah, I love SGA. One of my favorite yeah. young players of the league. Uh, yeah. I'm going to marry OKC because I love Shea Gilgis Alexander. And I think that when all said and done, he might be the best on the three teams. And I, I know that's a little bold because Siakam and Van Vliet are incredible already. Um, and then I'll, I'll trust Toronto because I just trust Masai knows what he's doing. And so yeah. I pretty much just trust him. And I'm going to kill Houston too. Same reasons. Uh, this yeah. guy. Uh, gentlemen, th- this was fun. Um, Josh, once again, everybody follow Josh on Twitter at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Uh, listen to the dime. Listen to any given Sunday. That's also an excellent podcast. Uh, check yeah. out everything Josh does. Josh, anything else you want to say or plug before we go? No, that's it. I mean, just search the dime with Josh Rodriguez. It'll come up if you put my name with Josh Rodriguez. So search that. And, you know, I would love to hear from you guys. And I appreciate you. You know, Brandon, Dwayne, having me on. It was a good time. Awesome, awesome. And Dwayne, uh, any final thoughts before we go, buddy? No, not at all. Josh, I appreciate you coming. It's, I've, I've interacted with you on Twitter. It's good to yep. 
see you and talk with you. I didn't anticipate the Knicks being my mortal enemy after this, but I welcome it. <laughs> I really hope they play the Hornets, man, in the first round. That'd be fun. I don't. You know what? I would, I would rather. Here's the, yeah. here's the thing. I would rather they play the Knicks in the first round because at one point last week, they were a 4-5 with the Hawks. My wife has become a borderline Hawks fan. And it's a problem in our oh, marriage. Man. And a four-time <laughs> series between the Hawks and the Hornets would not end well. We would there would be things said that could not be taken back. So <laughs> I need the Knicks. I need the Knicks. All right, let's go Knicks. Let's go Knicks. <laughs> go Knicks. All right, we'll end on Go Knicks. Uh, before we go, let me just mention it really helps us out. If you go to I, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave us a nice review, so please do. That about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. Also follow us on Twitter at twoguyswayne and at twoguysbrandon. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. But I was caught up in physical attraction But to my satisfaction Maybe you were more than just a fake And if I am in love again I will be sure that the lady is a Say that I can be your one and only. Promise that you never leave me lonely. I just wanna be the one you need. Oh, baby. I just wanna be the one to serve you. Sometimes I feel as if I don't deserve you. I cherish every moment that we share.
Sure.